we give God glory. Look, turn with me, Luke, the second chapter, Luke, the second chapter, the 25th verse, Luke 2, 25. On this communion Sunday, we do give God glory. I do want to say a special shout out to all of those who are watching us from home, all of those who are even watching us later at a later time than on this Sunday morning. For those who are watching us, whether you're watching us online or whether you're watching us on Roku or on Apple TV or on uh, Fire TV, that we are grateful to God for your presence and we salute you and we thank God that we believe that the presence of the Lord is right there where you are. Uh, that it can be later this week, later this month, and we believe that God's presence is still right there with you and that you are in the right place at the right time to God's honor and to God's glory. Luke, the second chapter, Luke 2.25, Luke 2.25, it reads as us, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. Uh, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and, and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul. Uh, help me uh, pray and then preach as we share on the sermon subject till T. Let us look to the Lord. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Now, God, have your way in this moment. Uh, God, speak with power. Speak with authority. Let your spirit reign in this moment. Save somebody, heal somebody, deliver somebody. Set the captive free. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Till. My brothers and my sisters, I was blessed. I was blessed, and I, I want to make a recommendation for you. I was blessed to be invited to a screening, a pre-screening of the new movie, Till the Movie. Uh, it is a movie dealing with uh, the death, the, the killing of Emmett Till. Uh, Emmett Till was a young boy. He was a young boy who was killed in Mississippi. Uh, it was said for whistling at a white woman. Um, he was killed in Mississippi. He was lynched in Mississippi. And his mother, uh, Mamie Till Mobley now, uh, was the one who was able to uh, get his body back from Mississippi. And she held an open casket funeral because she wanted the world to be able to see what they did to her baby. And holding an open casket funeral, this was seen to be one of the sparks of the modern day civil rights movement. Uh, it sparked uh, all much that happened uh, throughout the South and would help galvanize the civil rights movement in years to come. Uh, Emmett Till died, was killed, was murdered on August the 28th. Uh, night, that movement, out of that moment, out of the publicity, used this mother's strength uh, to be able to help to spark a movement. 
It's interesting to me because as I went to see this movie, a friend of mine, a brother by the name of Producers, he is one of the co-producers, uh, uh, is one of the co-producers with Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, it's an incredible movie, it's an incredible score, it's an incredible set bless uh, because his brother who I met a couple of decades, since 1999, brother Keith Beauchamp, uh, wanted to uh, sit and do, he, he did a documentary about the death and the killing of Emmett Till. And in his research for the documentary, he found out so much stuff that he was able to get them to reopen the case. Uh, they reopened the case but still never convicted anybody. They reopened the case a couple of times. They reopened the case uh, one time um, in, in 2017 to deal with Carolyn Bryant's culpability. That was the white woman uh, who went and, and, and helped them uh, track down Brother Till and, and claim that he had done something wrong to her, lied on the stand and several things. Uh, they reopened the case but still no one has, has been found guilty. No one uh, ever paid for uh, the death of Brother Till. And, and I watched Brother Beauchamp as he took this as a labor of love, working with the Till family and moving with the Till family. And they have been working year after year. I want you to think about this. Uh, that little boy was killed in 1955. Here we are 67 years later, and yet no one has been brought to justice. Here we are 67 years later, and no one has been brought to justice. But, but this movie is a significant and important movie uh, because they showed in the movie uh, not just the tragedy of his dying, but the strength and resilience of this mother who made sure the world was going to pay attention to what happened to her baby boy. Uh, it's an incredible thing to me as I watched that movie. It gripped me. It stirred me. And, and I know, Reverend Doctor, that we're going to be having a, a movie, a night for um, 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 Black Panther in November, and we're going to be renting out a theater. Uh, but I also, uh, when this movie comes out, I'm looking, and we're going to be getting a theater for this movie as well. Amen? Uh, because we need to be making sure uh, that all of us are familiar with this story, our young people are familiar with this story, and that we are supporting the retelling. We cannot let his name evaporate into the ether, but we've got to make sure that we are continuing to lift up the life and the legacy of young Emmett Till, but also his mother, a sister Mamie Till Mobley. Amen, somebody? And, and, and so in that, in, in that, in that, as I sat and I looked, as I sat and I looked and I sat and watched this movie, it grappled in and grappled with this movie. I grappled with the title. The title is simply Till. And, and as I looked at that, it, it threw me off and didn't throw me, it, it, it made me think because it was not just his last name, uh, but it seemed to be a, a statement of till we can get justice. Uh, it, it, as I looked at this movie till, as I, it, it caused me to grapple with that word till, that word till that uh, connects to the word until. And it is a word uh, that points us in a direction of longing for something in the future. Till, until I get there, until my change comes until my breakthrough. Is there anybody here that you seem to be in an until or a till kind of a moment? Uh, that right now that you are not where you want to be, you have not gotten uh, what you believe you need to get, you have not walked into the fullness of where you want to go, and you believe that you're in a till moment, uh, that you are in a moment that is uh, not where, you, you, that, 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 that you sense that there's something more, that you sense that there's a room of possibility, that you sense there's a room uh, of, of things to go better, but you find yourself in a till kind of a moment. When we look at our scripture, we see a gentleman by the name of Simeon who was in a till kind of a situation. Here goes Simeon, and the Bible says that Simeon, who was
was righteous and devout, it says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. And it said that it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And you've got to understand that the children of Israel had been waiting for the Messiah, the one that would come, the one who, who would come and, and be able to rescue them, the one who would come and be able to free them politically and nationally, the one who would come and be this great liberator. They had been waiting for the Messiah for generations and, 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 and the Holy Spirit uh, had Simeon in a waiting pattern. Had Simeon in a waiting pattern. Here goes Simeon in the older age of his life, but he has heard from the Holy Spirit uh, that he will not die until he sees the Messiah. And, and, and this one day the Spirit tells him to go to the temple and he goes to the temple and Mary and, and, Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus to the temple. Jesus has been born. They're bringing him to the temple at the time of his naming, at the time to be able to go and fulfill the law of what you did for young children. And here they bring him and Simeon sees him and the Spirit lets him know that's the one. Anybody ever waited for something for a long time but then you walked up on it and you got to the moment where you were in the moment in which things turned around? Uh, anybody remember when you were sick but then all of a sudden God healed your body and you got to your moment of healing? Anybody remember? Now, now you may not be everywhere you want to be right now but anybody got a testimony of, uh, of a time of waiting, of a time of longing but then uh, in a moment in the twinkling of an eye God turned things around. Anybody was waiting and, and was having a rough situation in your life and didn't know how the bills would be paid and then out the blue uh, somehow uh, God hooked it up and God hooked you up and blessed you and, and, and where you thought that you were going to get put out or that God set you up to bless you up and to turn things around and take care. Anybody know what it feels like uh, to get to your till moment that you've been waiting but all of a sudden you find yourself and what you've been waiting. Here we have Simeon. Simeon's been waiting all of this time. That Israel's been waiting all of this time. They've been waiting for this liberator to come and set them free. They are under Roman occupation. Uh, they are under uh, the bondage of the Roman authorities. And yet Simeon is able uh, to realize that the breakthrough has come. And the Bible says that Simeon goes on to have a praise party. Simeon goes on to God. I wish I had somebody up in here that you could give God glory in advance because I've come by to tell you uh, uh, that your breakthrough is on the way. That, in other words, uh, that your till moment, uh, that you're not going to have to wait too much longer. Uh, everything you've been praying for, uh, that God's about to open up the door and God's about to make the way and God's about to turn it around. God's about to work it in this moment. One of the first things I want us to understand and be able to look at when we look at this scripture, when we look at all that we're going to in this till moment is you've got to understand that you need perspective for your weight. I turn to somebody and tell them you've got to look, know how to look at it. You've got to know how to look at it. It's interesting. Uh, but when we look at Simeon, I think we often miss the power of Simeon. Uh, I think we miss the profound nature of Simeon's weight. Uh, because you've got to understand that the Bible says that Simeon uh, was waiting for the Messiah, for the consolation of Israel. But you've got to understand that the Messiah was prophesied 700 years before by Isaiah. So Simeon was waiting on something that Israel had been waiting for for 700 years. Let me put that, and let me help you kind of understand that. The United States is only 246 years old. 
So it's like somebody before the U.S. was ever even the U.S. It's like if we're looking at this current time period, it's like in the 13th century uh, that somebody decided uh, to give a prophecy. Somebody decided to talk about what was going to happen for you and for me somewhere in the future. And you would have the audacity to believe it hasn't happened for 700 years. It was going to happen before you die and you were going to be the one to see it come together. Can you picture what it means to have the, the faith kind of a space uh, to believe? I'm talking about the, the, the slave trade 700 years ago. The transatlantic slave trade hadn't even started. That started in the 15th century. In the 13th century, that Mali was holding down and Mansa Musa was running things. I'm talking about that we're talking about that far back. And yet I'm going to believe that in the 13th century, that a prophecy was made in the 13th century, Tony Lee is going to say, I'm going to see it before I die. Is there somebody in here uh, that can, can, can understand that he had been waiting on a prophecy that had been prophesied 700 years before? Now, I want to help you here because you've got to understand perspective uh, because what you're waiting on, you've been waiting on for five years. You've been waiting on for five years, but you're ready to give up. You've been waiting on it for 10 years, but you're ready to give up. You've been waiting on it for three months, but you're ready to give up. But I've come by to let you know if you can have the kind of perspective to understand that if God can talk to Simeon and have him hold on to a promise from 700 years ago, then God can do a work for you and what you've been waiting seven months for. Uh, I, I want to get you a perspective on your situation that you're looking at your situation like it's the longest wait ever in the history of waiting. And I've come by to let you know that it's but a light affliction and if you'll just hold on Lord have mercy a little while longer that God is moving in your situation turn to your neighbor and say neighbor I don't know what you're waiting on but I've come by to let you know that you ain't waiting as long as Simeon was waiting I've come by to let you know that God is moving come on somebody need to give God glory right there see it's not as bad as I've been thinking it's not as rough as I've been thinking huh? that, that, that God is moving. You've got to look at your perspective. But the second thing, you need perspective for your weight, but you need power for your weight. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop being a powerless waiter. It's interesting for me, Reverend Bill, but we look at the scripture, and this scripture makes sure that we understand something. It says that, what, that Simeon uh, was righteous and devout, and he said he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. That was the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit was on him. Okay, this is, messes me up. It, maybe y'all missed that. But this is Simeon in Luke 2, before Jesus was born, and Jesus just got born, and it says, and the Holy Spirit was on him. Okay, hold on, let me come back for you. This was Simeon. In Luke 2, before Jesus ever told the disciples that I put the Holy Spirit on you, before Jesus ever told the disciples I wait in Jerusalem for the Holy, before the day of Pentecost ever came and the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples, the Bible says that Simeon, Lord have mercy, had the Holy Spirit 
on, he was ahead of his time. And, and God had something on him, Lord have mercy, that for others, it would take the whole day of Pentecost to get it on them. But, but the Holy Spirit was on Simeon. There are times along your journey that God will do something on you and for you that everybody else ain't got yet. There are times, Lord have mercy, along your journey that God will put a power up on you for your journey that everybody hasn't walked in yet. There are times, Lord have mercy, along your journey that God will do a work in you that hasn't happened for everybody else yet. And I've come by to let you know it's because you're in the right place at the right time to get what God's got for you to get, to wait for God's got for you to wait on. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. If I got somebody up in here that can say, baby, I've got power. I've got power to speak to the devil and the devil got to run. I got power to speak to the sick and the sick get well. We've got power to pray over our babies they can get shot in the head and come home 20 something days later because we've got power for this kind of way you've got to have power somebody tell your neighbor you need some power you can't walk in this with no power but what you waiting on the breakthrough you need for your family the breakthrough you need for your community the breakthrough you need in your finances you need power Holy Ghost power you need the power of the Holy Ghost and you don't got to be Simeon because Pentecost has already happened and the Holy Ghost is free for you. You need power. Somebody shout, I've got the power. I've got the power. I've got the power so my kids gonna be alright. I've got the power so my marriage is gonna be alright. I've got the power so my job's gonna be alright. I've got the power so my finances is gonna be alright. I got the power so my health is gonna be alright. I got the power so my mind is going to be all right. I got the power, 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 power. Y'all got to excuse me, but I feel stuck on power, power. Power, power. Somebody, you've been walking around too powerless. You've been walking around letting everybody run over you. You've been walking around letting the devil have a field day. But you've got to understand, you've got power. You've got power to tread on devils. You've got power to speak to demons. Don't no demon got to scare you. The demon need to be scared when you walk into the room. When I walk into the room, the demons all pause. If I got somebody in here, say I've got power I've got power that my neighborhood will get right I've got power that everywhere I go things shift because I've got power power power. I've got power power God I've got power the third thing you've got to understand that when you need perspective for your weight and when you need power for your weight, uh, third thing you've got to understand, you need to be positioned for your weight. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be positioned for your weight. The thing I like about Brother Simeon is he had a waiter's lifestyle. 
Okay, that, that went over your head. Let me come for you. The Bible says, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He had a waiter's lifestyle. The, 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 his lifestyle connected to where he wanted to go. His lifestyle connected with what he was believing God to do in his life. His lifestyle connected with what he was believing to see. His lifestyle and the challenge for too many of us is our lifestyle is diametrically opposed to what we're believing God for. We believe in God, Lord have mercy to turn things around but our lifestyle is a hot mess. We believe in God to make a way out of no way but our lifestyle is some garbage that we're believing God to open up doors and make ways but our lifestyle keeps us out of position but the Bible says that he was devout and he was righteous and when Jesus his parents were bringing him to town the Bible says that the Holy Spirit told him to go to the inner courts of the temple that your lifestyle has to be one in which you can hear from the Spirit when it's time to make a move and too many of us have got too much other stuff in our ears that God is trying to tell you something God is trying to tell you where to go God is trying to tell you what position to be in but you miss it because you're so busy with everything else you see your issue is not that God won't do the breakthrough your issue is that God has sent the breakthrough three four times but you never in the right place you're never able to hear God tell you where to go that God's told you where to go God sent it a long time ago but you too busy smoked out you busy busy drunk if you need something to alter your mind then how do you think you're gonna have the mind of Christ Jesus in you how do you think if every time you doing something to take your mind off of your problems when God's got your breakthrough to your problem but you miss it because you're so busy taking your mind off your problem but the devil is a liar I've come by to talk to somebody here with a raggedy lifestyle to tell you today is the day to get your life right today is the day holiness is right baby that's right righteousness is right that's right the town it's the time. You have been playing yourself out of position. I know it's legal, but is it good for you? For where you're trying to go? I learned something years ago when I had issues drinking. Had issues drinking, Reverend Bill. Just shifted my life, was trying to move forward. And I realized anything that had such a hold on me that I had problems stopping it had too big of a hold on me. If I couldn't decide I'm not doing it no more tomorrow, 
and not do it no more tomorrow, that it had more power over me and was keeping me from position. I'm not here to argue with you on if it's from the earth, if it's whatever, all that stuff. I'm saying if it has a larger hold on you, that you can't stop it when you want to stop, then it's got power over you and not you over it. And the only thing that I want to have power over me is the Holy Ghost. The only thing I want to not be able to let go of is the love of God. Is there anybody up in here that knows what I'm talking about today? That, that this is the season You've been waiting for what God's already sent. But you're always out of position to receive what God has already done. You come here on Sunday begging God to send something and God keeps saying, would you just get in the right place? I sent that two years ago. I like that, Reverend Bill. See, there's some packages that when they're sent to you, they're so valuable that they're signature required. There's some packages they can just drop on your front door and leave it. But there's some stuff that's so valuable that you just can't leave that on the front. But it requires a signature from the person it was sent to. Are y'all hearing me today? And what God is sending you is so valuable that you got to be there to receive it. You waiting on God to drop it on the front door. And so what happens is periodically you go by the things of holiness to see if it's there for you but you live a life of trash the rest of the week. So you come by the church to see if it's sitting out here on the front, when the reality is it was sent to your house, to your prayer room, but you ain't been there in such a long time that you weren't there to be able to sign for the package. But if you would ever get yourself where you belong, since does it make that you're spending more time in the club than the prayer room? Since does it make that you're spending more time on foolishness and on God's stuff, but yet you want God to do something big? Now, if you just want a regular little everyday life, then you go ahead and live your regular raggedy stuff. But if you want to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost and want God to turn some things around for you and want God to do the miraculous in your life, and want God to make ways out of no ways, you got to get yourself in holiness, righteousness. Your lifestyle matters. The Bible says that Simeon was righteous and devout. And therefore, he was in the position to hear from God and experience a breakthrough 
that his people had been waiting for for over half a millennia. If you could just get focused, there's some stuff you'll experience from the Lord that will be what your family has waited for for generations. There will be some generational patterns and curses that will start halt with you. But you've got to shift your lifestyle. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect something different. But if you want something different, you've got to be different. Scripture says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Doesn't mean you'll be perfect. Doesn't mean you'll never get it wrong. But it does mean you'll be in position. You'll be able to hear so that you can do what God has for you to do. Stand all over the church, all that are able. Let me first by saying, start by saying this. I love you all. But I love you so much that I'm tired of seeing you live raggedy. I love you so much that I'm tired of seeing you try to live it both ways. I love you so much that I'll tell you whether you're in here, whether you're watching online, that you're missing it because you're playing yourself out of position. You're playing yourself out of position for likes. Playing yourself out of position for followers. Playing yourself out of position trying to appease people that can't stand you. They don't even like you and you trying to make them happy by foolishness. You're trying to impress them and the reality is you think they got it going on and they're going home jealous of you because they see God's hand on you and God's potential in you. but you keep giving up the power you have to try to be like them. In Jesus' name, it's my prayer that we shall be a church of righteousness, of holiness. Now, when I say righteousness, I don't mean it the way a lot of folks have showed you it in churches. Because in a lot of spaces you've been to, what they act like is righteousness is really sinfulness. Because they act like to be perfect is righteousness. Or they act like I'm so holy that I'm better than you because you get it mixed up. 
And so they use their quote unquote holiness as a weapon to try to lord themselves over you. But the reality is righteousness is just trying to live right by God. Just right living. I don't have to know every scripture. I don't have to, I, 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 I don't have to be able to be so deep and so spooky and so all this. Righteousness is, I try to live today better than I did yesterday by God. And I try to live tomorrow better than I did today by God. That, that every day, if God is in this direction, every day I'm headed towards this direction. I'm doing whatever I can. If God's right there every day, I'm trying to go in God's direction. The challenge is that many of us are seeing God right there and we'll make one, so we do like the cha-cha, we'll make one step this way, then we make a couple of steps this way and then we'll bounce and then we'll do, and then we'll make another step this way and we wonder why we keep being farther behind than we were, but it's because we keep going and we're schizophrenic in our lifestyle. You don't have to make huge steps to get there. You just got to make steps and be consistent in your steps. See, some of us make these big old steps, but then we make big steps in the other way and big steps on over here. I'd rather see somebody make small steps, but they keep moving towards God. Small step today, a small step tomorrow, a small step the next day, a small step the next day, a small step the next day. That, that if you keep making consistency in your lifestyle, you'll get there. And even if you fall, you get back up and make what? That's my heart for you is to watch you get to God, the fullness of God. No God in the fullness of God. Because the closer you get to God, your life shifts. I'm talking about it shifts in ways you would never dream of or imagine. I'm talking about the doors open that you never thought yourself worthy of. Have I got a witness in the house today to say the closer you got to God, that your life has shifted and you find yourself in rooms and doing stuff and, and having opportunities. Anybody here, you bear witness that since you got closer to God, it blessed your family and your children, had opportunities and ways were made. The, the closer, but I need us heading in the right direction. If you want to try, if you just in this moment say, God, I, I want to I'm not perfect, God. I got some stuff going on wrong in my life. God, I got some issues. But God, in the areas that I'm failing you, I want your strength and your power to help me get it right. If that's you, just raise your hand. If that's you, raise your hand. I just want to pray for you right now. See, I, I believe there's something about public declaration, amen? Because as you raise your hand, heaven sees you, amen? And as heaven sees you, heaven sees your heart. And as heaven sees your heart, God will send people to connect with you, to help you to move in the right direction. That God will send angels to be able to help you move in the right direction. That God, now watch, God will start moving some people out your life who ain't for you. Amen, somebody? That God will shift some folks who ain't for you, who are holding you back. But, but I promise you, God will send others who can help you get where you need to go. God in Jesus' name. 
I thank you for everyone who raised their hand, whether it was in here or online. They raised their hand in the chat. Everyone who said, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And God, in Jesus' name, we give you glory today for what you're doing in the hearts and the lives of your people. And we speak over this house, over this church, online, on streaming, on TV. We speak righteousness in the name of Jesus. God, in Jesus' name, I didn't say we speak sanctimoniousness. I said we speak righteousness, a real righteousness, right living by you. God, in Jesus' name, as your people have a heart to live for you, meet them right there. Help them to live today. Help them to live of consistent movement towards holiness in the name of that what they've been here, where to be. And as they get in position, they're waiting for them. I give you glory, God, for testimonies that will come even walked into to hear your direction. In Jesus' name I pray. Give God a hand clap of praise in the house. And if you've never accepted, if you have never given your heart to Christ, you need power, and the power comes through salvation. Sent his only son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We say it every Sunday. Reverend Bill already said it once today. We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. But when you get here, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. So whether you're watching this on TV or on your laptop or on your phone or whether you're right here in the sanctuary, we believe God's got a blessing with your name slam on it. We don't care who you are. God wants to change your life today. This is your moment. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to give your heart to Christ today, or if you need a church home, and day is your day, this is your moment. Won't you just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ or make this your church home? It's wherever you are. And online you can make, God bless you, I see your hand. God bless you, I see your hand right here. Ministers, I want y'all to go over to her. Someone else today, someone else. Ministers right here, right here, right here. Someone else today. You're not saved, you need a church home. You're not saved or you need a church home. Just raise your hand. Do me a favor, just turn to your neighbor, ask three folks. Are, neighbor, are you saved? Neighbor, you have a church? Hey, are you saved? Have you got a church? Tell them, I'll raise my hand for you. I just want to make sure you're right. Online, uh, you can text the word Hope Decision. Hope Decision to 77411. 77411. One word, Hope Decision. And information will come to you, be able to get you connected to the work that God is doing here. Hope Decision, one word, to 77411. If you're already saved, if you already got a church home, you're excited about it, come on, give God a hand clap of praise in the house today. Stretch your hands to my sister, even as they're praying for her. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We're grateful, God, for the decision that has been made for you today. Now, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory for the wait is over, my goodness gracious, and breakthrough is on the way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.